It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app, Ring Central makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at ringcentral.com. Ring Central, simpler communications. Start a journey, not a fad. Kick off your fitness journey with up to $500 off Peloton Bike, Bike Plus, or Tread packages. Choose the package that will take your training to the next level with accessories like our cycling shoes, heart rate band, non slip grip dumbbells, and more. Join now and you'll see why 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All access membership separate. Offer ends January 8th, 2023. Excludes Bike, Bike Plus, and Tread Basics. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. Welcome to MLB Daily, your one-stop shop for daily baseball content. I am L.J. LaFura. Alongside me, I've got Brandon Karam, and we are a Belly Up Sports podcast. We are what they are. Brandon, how you doing? L.J., doing good. Uh, still at Syracuse, L.J. I made it through the first two days of classes, so... Uh, yeah, that's good. A hundred percent attendance so far. So fantastic. You know. Let's keep updated on that throughout the year. Yeah, no, I'm sure. I'm sure my mom will, is uh, proud <laughs> right now through the first two days that I made it to every class. But uh, yeah, no, excited to talk baseball. Of course, I mean the Yanks are playing right now. I got that on one screen while we're also recording. Tyone's about to give up two more runs, so that's good. But yeah, LJ, uh, you know it's certainly been a bit of time since we last recorded is that right yeah you know it's been oh i gotta think it's at least been over 24 hours that's quite a bit of time for us at this point brandon do you ever wonder what time it is well yeah i mean that's that's why i was just saying i mean like i was trying to figure out how long it was since we last recorded i always wonder what time it is as you should you know brandon a while back during my um, time in the medical field, mm. I was once asked to do surgery on a grape. Mm. The only issue was I was I was 15 minutes late to the surgery. That grape, Brandon, almost lost his life because I wasn't there to operate on him. And that wouldn't have happened if I had a watch from LaTerrain.com. At LaTerrain.com, you can get affordable and stylish watches and with promo code MLB daily at checkout, you can save 10% off. Brandon, these are really good watches, aren't they? Yes. Not only do you have the very nice and uh, very versatile compass, but you have the Legacy 2 watch, which looks very sleek. Uh, if you're someone who has to dress, uh, kind of like a business casual or something like that uh, on, on a daily basis. The Legacy 2 will fit with any kind of outfit like that. And uh, overall, I mean, everything on, on La Terrain is nice. I think you got to check out all the different stuff they sell because it's just more than watches, LJ. They got bracelets. They've got other accessories. So 
certainly uh, check out the other stuff that they sell. I know if you have been listening to the show for the last, you know, if you're an avid listener, you've heard us promote them quite a bit, but I don't think we give a lot of love to their other stuff other than the the watches. So uh, please be sure to check them out. Uh, L-A-T-O-U-R-A-I-N-E dot com la terrain use code mlb daily at checkout save a grape save a grape also it should be uh noted we should probably start putting this disclaimer all scenarios within these la terrain ads are completely fictitious um so fear not but save a grape either way well lj we have quite a bit to talk about tonight we talked about the National League Cy Young race yesterday. Check that out if you haven't. It's still very relevant information. But Walker Bueller is pitching tonight against the uh, against the Atlanta Braves. And LJ, he's kind of getting tagged a little bit here. Has allowed two runs in the first four innings. Uh, struck out three. He allowed a home run. I'm not sure who hit that. It was Jock Peterson who homered off of him. Uh, you know, we, I, I believe we ended on the conclusion. I think, what did I say? I was going to give it to Walker Bueller. Is that what I said last night? You were between Walker Bueller and desperately wanting to take the hot take of Wade Miley. Desperately wanting Wade Miley. I was also big on Brandon Woodruff because of his start of the season. Oh no, that was it. Yeah. No, that was it. You wanted Brandon Woodruff because you wanted to be right on the. Yeah, because because I predicted that he was going to win it prior to the season starting, so I wanted to be right. But LJ, uh, in terms of Walker Bueller, I mean, two earned runs tonight. Which, if he's able to exit this game with only two earned runs, that's all right. But right now, he's in line to take the loss. I mean, and when you look at this lineup, LJ, this is a full strength. Dodgers lineup would you like to hear what it what it is yes Trey Turner leading off Max Muncie Mookie Betts Justin Turner Corey Seager Will Smith AJ Pollock Cody Bellinger and Walker Bueller pitching when you look at that team LJ I mean it is genuinely (laughs) One of the better lineups I think I've ever seen uh, in the regular season. I don't know about you, but LJ, I mean, when you look at the star, they literally have the 2019, was it that Cody Bellinger won MVP, 18? Whatever year it was, he won it. They have him hitting eighth, and I know he's been really bad this year, but the fact that he was still an MVP just a few years ago, Mookie Betts hitting third. Trey Turner, who's an MVP candidate every year, is your leadoff hitter. I mean, Corey Seager's always in the mix as well. Will Smith, one of the most valuable players in the league this year as well, has been such a good catcher and is one of the best hitting catchers in the league. They have him hitting sixth. I mean, the star power is just unmatched with the, the Dodgers, not to mention they literally have a 100-war player in Albert Pujols on their bench. Oh, yeah, and an all-star in Chris Taylor. He's also on their bench too he's not having a bad year either so I mean the amount of depth that this team has in their lineup is ridiculous and Walker Bueller has certainly benefited off of that but he's also kept his ERA very low so you can't say that the offense has really carried him because he he has been very dominant this year 
Am I the only one who does not like Trey Turner leading off for this team? Why? He's like done that his entire career, hasn't he? He's yeah, all... does he add that much other than speedy legs? I mean, he's one of the most productive players in the league. Yes, he's productive. productive. I I know that. But let's look at the pure things that you're looking for out of a leadoff hitter and if they can find them elsewhere. Yes, batting average is hitting for really good average right now. Hasn't walked a lot. Does not necessarily barrel the ball a ton either. Who would you hit first then? That's that's but I mean, when you have Trey Turner, I mean, he, LJ, he's got the most hits in the league, the most stolen bases in the National League, the best batting average in the entire MLB. That's kind of like the prototypical leadoff hitter. No, and I know he doesn't walk a well, lot, which well, on base well, percentage Turner's, is certainly the modern, the modern leadoff hitter 100% should be on base, not average, but. Trey Turner, look, I get what you're saying, but I feel like the sabermetric lineups work more when you don't have a star player at every single spot. In the Dodgers case, I really don't blame them for hitting Trey Turner first. LJ, there's so many like different combinations you could do. Yeah, you see, I do though, because here's what I'd do if I was sorry, go ahead. No, I no, I was just saying, like, I, I just feel like you can be really creative with it. You don't need to keep Trey Turner as the leadoff hitter, but I don't mind him hitting hitting leadoff because he's used to hitting leadoff. And I think some guys actually like are superstitious about stuff like that. Like they're used yeah. to hitting first. They hit better when they hit first. I mean, I I think it was Trevor Plouffe who was saying it. I mean, he's on that Talking Baseball podcast, which is really good as well. He says like, when you hit in the same spot every day, like you get used to it and you like hitting there. Like he was hitting sixth or fifth his entire career with the twins. And he's like, look, I know I wasn't at the top of the lineup. I knew I wasn't one of the most productive hitters on the team, but just being in the same spot every day gives you some sort of confidence that the manager's putting you in the same spot every day. That's why I think Trey Turner, who we saw be the leadoff hitter so much for Washington over his entire career so far. I don't blame Dave, Dave Roberts for hitting him uh leadoff whatsoever. No, I, I understand that. And again, I can't speak to any of that not being, I mean, even I think a Dodgers fan could speak to that better than I could, but not as good as anyone in that team can as to the comfort level of guys. And that should, that should be taken into account more than anything. But if I were to look at, just a baseball perspective, it makes a ton of sense to move him down the lineup because not only do you get a more modern leadoff hitter in bets leadoff, but I think Trey Turner's skill set with such a loaded roster is far more useful down the lineup. Um, I'm, I'm blanking on the lineup. Hold on, let me pull. I mean, LJ, like I hate like to say something like this, but like bets is open. I mean, on base percentage is only like five points better than Trey Turner. And like you, yeah, but you, you did just say that it's like about um, base, right? And look, Betts has been incredibly productive this year. Well, it's I think tough. I'll... No, no, it is tough though, because both of the guys are used to hitting in the, in, in the first spot. 
for their team. So it's yes. it's tough. And I get what so you're saying totally. Here's here's what I'm I'm suggesting here. They're both they're both used to it. We're talking about marginal improvement with bets this year, but I think if you look at I'm not don't have the numbers, you can look it up if you want um for me, Brandon. Career wise on base, I have a feeling that bets is it's right around his is more is career more average. That. Yeah, it's like it's actually right on the dot with his with his career average from base. Okay, and what's Turner's? So Betts is on base this year is 373. That's what it also is for his entire career. Turner's is 368 this year. It's been 356 for his entire career. So yeah. Okay. Betts so, is the on base guy marginally. Yeah, so that 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 real realistically already covered. However, my suggestion right. is this move bets out of the three hole to the one. Let him be your leadoff hitter and treat this lineup like a normal lineup, an absolutely loaded lineup. Go Muncie two, Turner four, uh, Justin Turner four, Corey Seager five, or, or I'm sorry, Justin Turner three, Corey Seager four, Trey Turner five. Now my logic- Five, really? My logic there, I'm bringing him down there, and this is just, just a thought because I think Corey Seager could do very similar things. If you move him down the lineup, that makes far – I think that creates – has a higher chance of creating offense in my head than just sticking him up there for your team because Betts is going to be able to do most of the same things that Trey Turner can just doesn't have that same speed, isn't going to be able to take as many bases like that. Yeah, but, but that's the thing. To, Don't you want speed at the top of the lineup? Like, I know that's like a – He's going to be able to get plenty done with the talent that's behind him. With having Max Muncie, Justin Turner, and Corey Seager coming up after him, he's going to be able to get through. That's <laughs> well, not – Like, yeah, I guess that's – but, but then if you bring Trey Turner down a bit into a situ, situation where not only is he going to be able to – affect that run of guys coming through but the other alternative is he gets on base he's got that speed he has those extra tools to be able to help the guys at the bottom of the lineup produce the yankees just gave up a run on a wild pitch the return of Christie. We're going to lose four games in a row, LJ. I mean, this is crazy. Like, all the momentum we had suddenly going to blow because we can't beat the Angels. Oh, my. It wasn't even a wild pitch. Never mind. I was watching the replay wrong. I was like, why was he there? They literally did, like, the first and third and one guy steal second and and, and oh. a Gary th- – yeah, bro. Gary threw yeah, down to second, and then Otani ran from third to home. Otani's going to be one of the fastest players in the league. Why are you throwing it, Gary? There's two outs. I know, but just hold on to the ball. There's literally two strikes. Like, come on, bro. Joely Rodriguez, like, has actually been solid for us. I'm glad that the Rangers threw him in, but, oh, that's brutal. Do Yanks you, are down 6-2 now. Do you see what I mean, though? Like, Absolutely. Yeah, his, his skill set is going to be able to make the bottom of the lineup more productive. And when you have such a great top of the lineup, you don't necessarily need that in there to be successful. 
I just wonder how like he would feel about that, you know, because he's used to getting so many plate appearances, hitting oh, him yeah. fifth. You know, you always have to take like as you know, a lot of managers want to go completely analytical with, with their lineup, but you have to take the human factor into all of it as well. I think that's a big thing with, with, with baseball. Sure. We can look at a guy's stats year after year, but there's some guys that just their stats don't make sense with how they play. Like a guy like DJ LeMahieu over his career, he only has like a 102 OPS plus, which like you're thinking like he's only 2% better than the average hitter. It's like, no, like you need to like watch him play and you can clearly see he's a lot better than the average hitter in the league. So some of stats like that can be misleading. So I think that's important as well. Yeah. Again, I've, I think I've shown throughout this show that I'm a big supporter of the human element of baseball I test. Oh yeah. But we can't, we can't judge that from here. So I think this is the fairest way to talk about it. And the same thing can be flipped with each and every one of these guys about whether or not they feel. Lucky land casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha. In my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app, Ring Central makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at ringcentral.com. Ring Central, simpler communications. Comfortable with the amount of plate appearances. I mean, Corey Seager, Corey Seager is one of the best shortstops in the league. He's batting fifth. How do you feel, think he feels about that? Mookie oh, yeah. A career, a career uh, leadoff hitter just about every year. How do you think he feels about being third? For Pete's sake, Cody Bellinger, granted, atrocious, but that still certainly isn't something he's used to or happy about being in the eight hole compared to being the second or, second or third guy in his MVP prime years. Yeah, I mean, but that's also, you know, sometimes that's just how it works. I mean, you have to live with that as a player as well. As 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 much as you feel comfortable hitting in those spots, you're not guaranteed to be in the same lineup spot every day. That's a big part of it. Like, of course, in a perfect world, your your manager is going to put out the same lineup every day. But there's injuries. You know, if you're hot, if you're cold, you might get moved up or down the lineup. So as much as you want like that to matter, you know, and I want it to matter like that hitting in the same spot every day is good for a player. It can also be pretty bad at the same time if they're just in the same spot every day for no reason other than that. You know what I mean? So, no, I agree. Uh, I think that with 
the LA Dodgers is just a real interesting case because we've never really seen a team with this loaded of a lineup. And LJ, you also have to take into account whether they want to do like a left, right, left, right kind of thing, right? Because now it's so popular that bullpens are throwing more innings than starters are generally. So you want to be able to match up late in games. You want the other teams to not have the platoon advantage as much when it comes to pitcher versus hitter lefty on righty. You know what I mean? So I think that that matters as well. There's so much that goes into it though. I think last night I was saying like, if I wonder if the Rays have like some sort of computer that just spits them out of lineup and what kind of factors are in that. So yeah, I don't know. We've we've gone pretty deep into that kind of stuff. Uh, if you if you're ever interested in more, I'm gonna actually pick up the book. That's what it's called. It's called the book. It's by Tom Tango. Uh, it's all about analytics and sabermetrics, and there's a whole chapter in there about batting order and how to use uh, sabermetrics and that. So I'm gonna pick that up, and uh, I'll have to let you guys know what uh, I can learn from that. Brandon's off-season book club? It's going to be this season book club. I'm going to Amazon Prime that for sure. Honestly, why do I love that idea of an off-season book club? Oh, I can Um, share actually a few books if if you want. I've I've read quite a few. We can can certainly discuss that more at a later time, but I'm actually going to go off script here because there's another – semi-breaking story right now that really needs to be talked about brandon blake snell has a no hitter going through five innings yeah though they're playing the diamondbacks is that right yes josh van meter is currently at the plate it's a 3-1 count no outs okay interesting so we'll certainly keep updating on that blake snell blake snell you know his ERA is down to four three nine. What is he? Yeah, he even doing lately? He's, he's turned a corner. He's turned a corner a little bit. You know, I honestly think he's been doing it quietly, but also it's it's kind of hard to follow every player in the league. So we tried. That's, you know, that's the. I mean, we do this show every day, and we still like didn't realize that a Robbie Ray was like a serious Cy Young contender until a few days ago. I mean, it's just what happens. You, we, there's, there's almost too much to talk about on a, on a daily basis that, that I can't comprehend how there's shows that are so successful when they're only a few days a week. There's just not everything gets talked about. And that's why we started the show. We want to talk about the stories that not other people are talking about and doing it every day, actually having us live react to the games now instead of doing game recaps. I think is a lot uh, better and you guys seem to be enjoying it as well with our, with our plays and all that stuff. So. Well, if this helps answer the question, three out of his four starts in or I'm sorry, three out of his six starts in August were against the Diamondbacks. Okay. I mean, also, I believe we said uh, Corbin Burns, three of his last whatever starts were against the Pirates. Was it Corbin Burns we said that, or was that Wade Miley? I think it was Wade Miley. Might have been Wade Miley. Jeez. We talk so much baseball, I literally 
forget stuff. We, we went through so many players on a semi-in-depth level last night that it, A, probably bored a bunch of people to death, but B, is a lot for us to even take in. Absolutely. Uh, do we want to do this next segment, like, real quick, just about uh, about uh, Corbin Burns? Yes, Brandon has finally woken up. Yeah, uh, you know. He sees we, what's happening. We uh, did our NL Cy Young segment last night. I was doing a little bit more research on it today. I'm fully on the Corbin Burns uh, bandwagon. 1.58 FIP, 189 strikeouts to 26 walks. That's some Javi Baez numbers right there uh, in 135 innings. LJ, in terms of FIP this year, he has absolutely lapped the field. He has a 1.58 FIP. Second place is Zach Wheeler, 2.69. That's a 1.11 difference between the first and second place guy. I mean, he's literally lapped the field. It's not even close. He is controlling, like, with the at-bats that he's controlling when the guys aren't making contact. He has just been so, so good. So, I mean, it's it's really amazing to have a fifth that low. I actually did end up looking it up. Uh, if it holds right now, it would be the 10th best fifth ever. The only guys uh, in the on that list after 1950 is Pedro Martinez. That's the only one. And also Corbin Burns right now, his 6.3 fan graphs wore a second in all of baseball to Shohei Otani. So, yeah, I think he's my NL Cy Young dark horse MVP vote as well, because Tatis, I mean, LJ, if you want to talk a little bit about that right now, uh, the this NL MVP now, Yes, Tatis came back, but are we still like 100% going to give it to him? He has 5.4 war. I mean, there's a lot of pitchers that have certainly got more than him in war yes. at this point. We're giving it to him because, I mean, I'm kind of – Best OPS plus. I, I, yeah. I'm pulling this out of my butt, but I would love to see war per day. Or war, or actually over 162 for this season for everybody. It's gonna look a lot closer than just 5.4 war. Tatis for- would be at about nine war for 162 with this season stats, and look, he would be easily 40-40. Easily, he's at 36 homers and 24 stolen bases. Look, I just. Brandon, I want you to sit here and tell me, regardless of how many games are played, what part of Fernando Tatis Jr. doesn't say I'm the best player in the National League right now? Not much. I mean, look, his OPS plus has gotten better every single year. I just think, LJ, if he ends up with 115, 120 games, can you still Give him the MVP. Yeah, yes, you can. I mean, all right. I want to look. I don't. I don't. Past. I don't think games played really makes that big a deal. And you know what also helps me feel comfortable with that? 
Brandon, he still qualifies. So that right there, I think, is enough to prove that the amount of games played shouldn't matter. If he didn't I'm going to look right now and do if, a little research. If he right. didn't qualify, he wouldn't be leading the majors right now in slugging. He wouldn't be leading the majors right now in OPS+. Plus. Look, this guy is the MVP. I, I think you're going to have a hard time talking me off of that. So historically, I've looked at the about I've looked back since 2014. The guys that won MVP or were second in MVP because uh, Kershaw won it in 2014 for the NL, all played at least 150 games. Well, you know what, Brandon? History is meant to be made. Look, I I would love to see him win MVP as much as the next person. I really would. I just I was kind of looking for a talking point here. I just think that there's a little bit of vulnerability with him. Uh, we don't know what his war numbers are going to come out to be with him in the outfield. He's been a negative on the the defensive side so far this year. That's fact his offense has more than made up for it though that's that's for sure I mean certainly an extremely talented offensive player who at age 22 we haven't seen a lot of guys put up this kind of season look it's hard to not give it to him but I mean look I said this yesterday I'm a dumb fan I like to do dumb stuff Uh, I like to talk myself into scenarios that probably aren't going to happen but for the sake of talking about it why not uh yeah why not uh i don't know who else could really be in contention unless you want to give it to a pitcher Willie i mean Adamas. corbin burns corbin Actually, burns how's my boy Willie Adamas doing i haven't i haven't checked up Willie, i think he's he let's see all right he, i have oh, a feeling wow. he's still raking and no one's still talking about it i mean all right yes he's, he's still raking war, yes no one's war, talking about it or war on the season total uh, I mean, he's he'll be on a ballot. Like if I had a ballot, he's gonna be on my ballot. Um, no, seriously though, dude's still raking. No one has talked about this except for like I I can think of like four people that I have heard anything about Willie Thomas and the actual impact he has had on the Milwaukee Brewers and how in, how immense that is. I agree. Uh, you, you want to know another guy who has sneaky high war? Marcus Simeon, LJ. 5.8 on baseball that. reference. That's number five overall. How about Carlos Correa, number four overall at 5.8 as well? So, Yeah, I can see Simeon. Look, this is going to be a year where a lot of American League performances are going to go completely unappreciated because of the greatness of Shohei Otani. I hope that this isn't an entire – actually, oh, that's a fair – that's a really good talking point here. Would you be disappointed if Shohei Otani dominated the next generation of baseball? Not at all. Not at all, LJ. You kidding like, me? I, I Yeah, that's how I feel. Like, I want to keep watching him play. I want to keep seeing him do this stuff. But at the same time, you think, how old is he, 28? Yeah, but, I mean. So, realistically, he's got another seven years of potentially really good play on both sides of the ball. If he keeps playing at a 
this level or maybe 90% of this level, he's going to be a MVP contender or MVP winner every year. And so there are a lot of really good players, Vlad, Vladdy Jr., um, probably not Marcus Simeon, but Marcus Simeon. Uh, Trout. Trout, yep, yeah, his teammate. Of course, you cannot forget about him. Byron Buxton, if, if he ever stays healthy. Wander Franco. Judge. Judge. There are a lot of really good players. Xander Bogarts. Yep, should be deserving of MVP talk and potentially an MVP somewhere down the line that very well could get robbed, not robbed. You see, that's the thing. It feels like robbery because they have such great years, but it's not because there's somebody that's just way better than anyone can really understand or anyone else can get to the level to. So it's, in a way it's unfair, even though it isn't. I said Corbin Burns lapped the field earlier with, with his FIP. Otani, like his season this year, it's lapped the field with anything we've ever seen. It's like to have the amount of value he has, like war doesn't even account for his entire value that he provides to a team. When you talk about MVP, like he's an absolute shoe in for it because a team doesn't have to use an extra roster spot on a pitcher now. So now they basically have an extra pitcher on their roster who, oh yeah, is also the home run leader and one of the best hitters in the league overall this year. I mean, it's genuinely crazy to think that this guy leads the league and leads the AL in slugging percentage in the MLB and home runs while also putting up a 3.5 war as a pitcher this year. It's just absolutely filthy. 3.5 3.5 war, 42 home runs, 22 stolen bases. I mean, he, he's already at a 40-20 season. The first in Angels history. And he also has... Uh, he also has another month left. <laughs> he's at eight war total right now. What do we think? He can break 10 when you combine the two, right? Yeah, maybe. I mean, um, if he's that eight, I did four. just see the play with Gary. That is entirely his fault. I don't want to talk about it because the, I I don't know who was playing shortstop tonight, but like I was assuming he tried to put the tag down on the other guy. No, the dude came up firing well, well before, well ahead of second base, and it was it was close. It's Urshela at short tonight, I think. Is Urshela short, short? Yeah, he, he's what? got a gun. So this there was nothing blind. anyone else other than Gary Sanchez could have done better. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. 
Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't know. I'm just pissed off, LJ. I mean, last night, can I, can I talk about last night's game for a minute and then we'll, we'll skip everything else and go to the Hall of Fame because we are kind of running on. <laughs> push, the, push the Hall of Fame again. No, yeah. The, um, look, <laughs> last night's game, the Yankees, they bring back Corey Kluber. He doesn't pitch the best. We think that it's fine to just – Bring in Andrew Haney against Shohei Otani. LJ, if we didn't trade for this guy, do you know how easy our play, how much easier our playoff roster would be? Him shutting down the Red Sox did more harm to our roster than it does good because now we have to justify keeping this guy around when he is trash, LJ. He is so bad. Like last night, I, I can't believe like we bring him in in a situation like that. You know, no, actually, it is like I, I don't know why I didn't think it was going to happen. Like that was one of the more. Now that I think about it, that was probably one of the more predictable things of the season. I mean, the thing is, Luis Heel has literally pitched three starts with the Yankees and has not allowed an earned run in any of them. And we're choosing some guy that we traded for who, okay, he's on our salary cap, but guess what? We're not over the tax. He doesn't have any options. He's clearly, look, we just think he has some sort of value to us when last night was like low-key kind of lost us the game. I just don't understand what's the point of why we traded for him because there's so many guys that have the potential to be on this playoff roster. I mean, you're getting back Sevy, maybe. You have Kluber now, Heel, uh, Cole, Montgomery, Tyone. I mean, the list goes on, not even to mention the bullpen guys we traded for or that Domingo Herman should be coming back at some point and Zach Britton and Michael King. I mean, there's just too many spots, and trading for Andrew Heaney made this a million times harder because someone's going to get left off the playoff roster or the roster starting tomorrow because the it's because the rosters go to 28 men starting September 1st, which is in eight minutes, and something's going to happen, and someone's not going to make the roster, and Yankee fans are going to be pissed. And it's like, well, because we decided to trade for this guy when we already had plenty of pitching depth to begin with. And then we also trade for a reliever from Pittsburgh. And we also trade for a reliever from Texas. I mean, there's only so many roster spots. And we had guys on the IL, yes. And the guys that we traded for have been good. But it's like we forgot that they're going to come back at some point. And when you trade for guys that don't have options – Guys like he'll get the short end of the stick when he's also been pitching very, very good. Well, if this makes me feel any better, the Red Sox have been prepping for this bullpen game, this alleged bullpen game all week. They decide to bring in Brad Peacock, who has not 
been on a 40-man roster all season. They traded for him yesterday. Bring him up to start. Yeah. Willow's five earned. Okay. Now you bring Whitlock in. He's gotten through his time, right? No. We're going to go to a man by the name of Steven Gonsalves, who hasn't pitched in the major leagues since 2018, has okay. a total of 27 career innings with a 6.59 ERA. Explain okay. to me where any of this makes sense. So now my question is Steven Gonzalez, he only, his only year in the majors was 2018, correct? Yeah. Yes. Now in the minors this year, let's see what he's been doing. I don't care what he's been at doing. At AAA Worcester, he's I got don't... a 497 ERA in 67 innings. He's allowed 12 homers, 50 walk, 50 walks in 67 innings, 1.6 whip. That's not good. Brandon, no disrespect. I don't care. I genuinely do not care Thanks. when the last what time was that it was seen, that this guy was seen. Now um, you know how I how I feel about Brooks Krisky. Let's let's go let's go through this though. We've got two days of rest before or now now I'm sorry now three days of rest because we used Valdez. Three days of rest for Adovino. Three days of rest for Whitlock, three days of rest for Richards, two days of rest for Austin Davis. Do, do they just not exist? Are they all tied up somewhere? Did some did some Scooby Doo villain trap them all in his basement, and they're still waiting for the mystery gang to come break them out? Now I have a question. It like. Sure, I'm all for giving guys days off, especially at the end of the year. Have you guys been, like, using those guys a lot? Because it makes sense to, like, try to give them days off towards the end of the season, but not when you're in, like, must-win scenarios. Like, you can't just mess around right now if you're the Red Sox. Not all at the same time either. Right, like someone is going to have, like, it's like they don't think they have anyone to use. So you're telling me you could have used Whitlock. So Whitlock, Austin Davis, and Ottavino all haven't pitched in two days. Three days now. For all of them. Well, no, coming into the game. Coming into the game, Ottavino hadn't pitched since Saturday. Whitlock hadn't pitched since Saturday. Richards hadn't pitched since Saturday. Austin Davis. Sunday. Valdez had been sitting down in AAA. So thankfully, he's at least finally back up because they've been, you know, doing the op option stuff with him. Now, granted, there's, there's some big, huge players on the IL for COVID and close contacts right now. I mean, you're talking Matt Barnes, Marquin Perez, Hirokazu Sawamura, Josh Taylor. Like we're at, we're acting like this team isn't, um, we're acting like this team isn't having a COVID issue right now. Xander Bogarts, yeah, yeah. But at the same time, like these, some of this feels avoidable. Frankly, again, I'm not the manager. I understand that. I don't want to be the manager. That's that's not something 
I, I respect Alex Cora, give him a lot of credit, but I think the, the entire Cleveland series should have been looked at as must win and not playing for this Tampa series. Frankly, I think it was, pro- we, are, we are far enough out of the division right now that it's probably wiser to just look at the wild card. And if you can add those extra games up against Oakland last weekend, especially knowing that the Yankees were hot, not knowing that they dropped two to the A's. If you go in there and you sweep Cleveland and then whatever happens, happens against Tampa and you go out and you win the rest of the winnable games, you're probably going to make the, make the playoffs. But instead they decide to play for the Tampa series, do all of these crazy rest on off things. And it's kind of biting them in the ass. Um, now you know how I felt about the Yankees when they were punting series in Baltimore and Detroit and all that during earlier in the year when they were just using guys that they were calling up just for the sake of, well, they haven't pitched in a while, so let's just use them. And you need to go into every series wanting to win or else you're genuinely not going to win. When you're pitching guy, when you're basically – it's not, it's not like, of course, everyone is still trying. Like, there's no throwing of games whatsoever. No. But, but when you're putting those guys in, you're showing that, like, you don't care as much about this game. Look, Absolutely. Right? Is, is that yeah, fair to say? That is fair to say. And, you know, I think overall that plays towards the exact dynamic that has been felt with this Red Sox team since – the beginning of August. At some point through the rough July, it went from them having a hunter's mentality, which they'd had all year, and really were going out there and they're going to show every single team a great fight. It went from a hunter's mentality to a hunted mentality, where rather than playing to win, which they did all the front of the year, that's how they were able to be so successful. That's how they were able to get that jump up on the Yankees. They went from playing to win to playing not to lose as they just try to hold on to a playoff spot. And that's ultimately going to be their downfall. But Brandon, why don't we go ahead and run through some of this other stuff real quick and maybe do a Hall of Fame. Do we have still time for Hall of Fame? Yeah. You know, I think we could go straight to Hall of Fame, honestly, unless no, you had no, any. There's, yeah, there's we, we, gotta, we, got, we got to hit all of these. Okay. We, we can do it quick. Um, all right. So Wander Franco extends his on-base streak. 31 games that now is tied for fourth all time of all players, 20 and younger. Kyle Schwarber also walks today, meaning he now has 15 walks and 15 games with the Red Sox. Um, Brad Hand has been waived by the Toronto Blue Jays. Yeah, that's surprising to me because that was kind of a, he was probably the best left-handed relief pitcher on the market. Uh, this year, I would I would argue, uh, yeah, that's fair. You, know, you know, coming into this year and I thought that the national signing him was going to be a big move and then or wait, no, did he he got traded, right? Yeah, he went from nationals to Blue Jays. Yeah. So I thought the national signing in was going to be a big move for them because they lost Sean, Sean uh, Doolittle, who's another lefty. So I figured, OK, they got their replacement in Brad Hand, but. 
Then they trade him to Toronto after he has, you know, a bad start to the year. And it's just not pitched well for Toronto whatsoever. He was pitching okay for the Nationals. But if I remember, he did blow quite a few games. Uh, still over 100 ERA plus with Washington. But, yeah, surprised to see the Blue Jays cut him. But I'd have to imagine since he's only 31, he'll be on a team uh, for 2022 for sure. No, actually, I think he'll be on a team for 2021. Yeah. Frankly, I think that's why he did it, because obviously things just weren't working out in that market. I think they were ready. They were ready to move on from him as much as he was ready to move on from them. If I am a playoff team or a playoff contender who is desperately struggling with their bullpen right now, there is no reason I wouldn't bring him in. He, he has proven he can be good. We have pro- we have seen time and time again how finicky relievers can be in their success. Especially in lefties. Yeah, when they have to move around to different locations, it's just a lot of times ends in disaster. So a, a second change of scenery this season would probably be, I think, the solution for him. At least getting back to being in a sp- situation where he can be a competent middle middle innings guy for a playoff team and that's that's probably what he wants to try to be do i dare bring up the la dodgers do it because you need like their third closer well in terms of left-handed relievers they only have alex vesia and justin brule on the roster like they don't have any lefties lj they could really really use a lefty i mean they are going to get back brandon doesn't that make him their wait one two oh but they still have to bring I think back that becomes his, and all those yeah, but i think he becomes it their fifth player who has at one point been an established closer jansen trinan joe kelly Corey canable Gratterall was a closer for a little bit, right? Like I feel like he's closed. Um, I was I was thinking Shane Green. Oh yeah, I forgot about Shane Green. Yeah. Uh no, yeah. Uh Tommy Canley. I don't know if the Yankees ever used him as a closer, but we certainly used him in the eighth inning quite a bit. So uh when he comes back for them next year, geez, there's just so much talent on this roster. LJ Gavin Lux and Zach McKinstry are both in triple A. Like that's that's crazy because they were putting up good stats. Like Zach McKinstry was was really good. And it's just like, no, nah, sorry. Like we already have another, we already have two more all-stars at your spot. Sorry. Gavin Lux, what can I say? Damn, Andrew Friedman is living the life. I mean, he just gets to watch this team play every day. And he's like, yep, I, I constructed this team. Also, it's also missing the Cy Young winner from, from last year as well. But yeah. Um, all right. Well, yeah, what's we'll, next? Um, Bogarts to the IL, we already kind of talked about. Yeah. He tested positive for COVID today, got pulled out of the game. But Brandon, you had some thoughts that you could say briefly. I won't really chime in on this. Gregory Planco has been cut by the Pittsburgh Pirates. He was their longest tenured player. Longest tenured player, highest paid player, was the only player with a guaranteed salary, I believe, as of like March 2021. 
on the Pirates. Uh, they cut him. I mean, look, what 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 reason to cut him? Unless there was some kind of issue in the clubhouse or he had an issue with some kind of executive, I, I don't see a reason. You're, you're so far out of it. It's, I feel like that would almost create more of a rift in the clubhouse. Unless, like, look, if there's a problem between him and people, then I completely understand it. But it's not like you need to save the payroll money that bad. You're at $47 million. The Dodgers are at $282 million. Like, they've literally almost got they have more they have five times the payroll that you have lj their only players under guaranteed salary is ben gamble trevor cahill who are both at 1.5 million chasen shreve at 1.1 wilmer defoe at 570,000, which is the veteran minimum and then yoshi satsugu they signed from the dodgers his prorated contracts 150,000. Other than that, it's just arbitration guys. That's it. Plus Gregory Polanco's $11 million. I mean, you know, salary floor, I'm against. I was against it, but maybe we we could use it just to stop stuff like this. Just because, I mean, this is ridiculous. Like they, they aren't even trying to put a competitive team out there and I get tanking and how it's worked for the Astros and everyone in the past, but at some point there has to be some kind of line that's strong. Um, we're not going to, I'm not going to get it back, get sucked into the CBA talk, but um, no, yeah, not today. I will, uh, have to chime in. I lied. I'm going to have to chime in here because I don't see this entirely as a pointless move. Frankly, depending on how, what they do from here on out, it makes a lot of sense because they couldn't trade him for like a crappy prospect even. I mean, I guess they could have, but probably, well, realistically, no, because I'm sure they shopped him at the deadline and nobody wanted him. And so at this point, you're better off without him there. If you already know you're going to let him walk, you're better off without him sitting there wasting a roster spot, wasting a spot in that lineup that could be filled by somebody younger, by somebody who has a future on that team. Without Polanco in there, the line, the outfield now looks like Yoshi Sutsugo in left, Ryan Reynolds in center, Ben Gamble in right. Um, as part but it doesn't the- matter. They're like forty games out of it. it no, no, no. Why? Why does it matter? Because those are those are all guys that are going to be there. Are more likely than not going to be there next year. Going to be there two years from now, and now you get to see them in action, work with them, get them a lot of at bats in this next month. The other guy that I mean, I could be wrong, but seeing we're in the very infancy of this move we certainly haven't seen all of the moves out of this they could be angling at bringing up a prospect for the last month just to see how he does somebody who is probably overperforming maybe like up. an o'neill cruz or something i was thinking okay. of travis swaggerty travis swaggerty okay yeah i don't know when when o'neill cruz is supposed to come up 
Maybe actually, next year. It seems like a bit early. Both supposed to come up next year, and I haven't actually looked at any of their stats. But I'm I'm thinking hypothetically, they may want to just take a stab at one of these guys, and especially with the roster expansion tomorrow. If you're on the forty man, I mean, you can just you can go and on and see and see how it goes. And so, if you want to start consistently, start a guy like Travis Swaggerty. If you want to start even Ben Gamble, I mean, honestly, like there, there's just, you don't want to have a guy that's not going to be a part of your future plans. If you're only planning for the future, you don't want him on the lineup card every day, wasting a spot that could be used for somebody that's going to matter. Down the line. One thing, and then we'll get on to the hall of fame. Uh, since the Mets had a makeup game today, uh, it officially counts towards the game that started on April 11th. And Javi Baez is now the second player since 1901 with an RBI for multiple teams on the same day. Cliff Johnson did it for Chicago and Cleveland. That's the Cubs uh, on May 28th, 1980. Just read that. But all right. Well, uh, we want to talk about uh, Blake, Blake Snow. No, yeah. Seven innings, right? Yep. Seven innings, no hit. Well, we can give another update on that after we do our Hall of Fame picks here. If you remember How our you, Hall of Fame. What are you running time-wise, you think? Uh, we got to keep we got to do like a minute per team, like pretty much. So why don't, instead of that, why don't we cut it down to two teams? All right. Rockies and Mariners tonight. Yes. So as a short summary, we're putting together our own hall of fame. The only rule is they have to be a member of an active organization. They have to be an active member of an organization anywhere from the organization doesn't matter. They just have to be a part of it, and they're eligible. Other than that, we have no real criteria. We pick a nominee from each team plus one international, and we will narrow it down in October. Okay. For, uh, first thoughts on the Rockies. We have like an ongoing thing that Herman Marquez is the best ever pitcher in Rockies history. Uh, I still think that. With the, the talent on this roster, the only way I can see us going, I know we're not going to pick Trevor Story. Like, I know that's a fact. Is that right? It sucks. Yeah. Okay. Charlie Blackman, maybe, because he's, like, kind of a franchise guy there. Other than him, I don't see why we wouldn't pick John Gray, Kyle Freeland, or Herman Marquez, with Herman Marquez being the top choice. Unless you would like to pick – a front office member who just completely like ran the franchise into the ground. Uh, I think that Herman Marquez is a very logical selection. I think, yeah, my, my top three choices right now would have been Marquez, Blackman and Bard. So Marquez is certainly my top pick. So Brandon can have final call on that. Yeah. Ryan McMahon gets an honorable uh, mention. He's been somewhat productive this year. He's also only 26. So 
No, I'm going Herman Marquez. I mean, I feel like this is one of the only options you can go. Only 26 years old as well. Uh, having a pitch in course, the ERA is naturally going to be high, but has really had a good season. He's had a rough last two weeks, but his overall, I think, had a really good year. And honestly, I think that's a trade that the Rays lost. Uh, they trade him back in 2016 and it's not often that we say that but lj i'm gonna look at the return right now i can't think that they got much in return for him uh he got traded for where do i find it traded by the tampa bay weight rays with jake mcgee to the colorado rockies for Corey dickerson and kevin padlow so it kind of didn't really work out for uh, Tampa there so yeah uh, I'm going Herman Marquez I don't know about you but that's that's just yep all good. in on it all right let me write this down here because uh, all right LJ we have the Seattle Mariners one of the more interesting teams in the league to talk about certainly they're one of the more they're kind of like the team that they doesn't really fit in with the rest. I think that's a fair assessment of Seattle. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of talent on this roster, really. I mean, there's a lot of guys that I think are good baseball players. I, I don't think that that's uh, – I don't think you can say that that's wrong. Uh, I think Kyle Seeger's been having a good year, but we know this is his last year uh, in Seattle. He's had a nice slugging percentage. On-base numbers aren't there, though. We could go with a young kid like Jared Kellenick, a.k.a. Jared Kleenex, as we call him on this show. But with the way he's been hitting this year, I can't see us justifying that too much. What about Diego uh, Castillo? Diego Castillo's interesting because he got traded there. I believe he's on the IL right now. Uh, LJ, I was thinking more, what about Logan Gilbert? I would like Logan Gilbert a lot because, you know, we've kind He's, of, he, he has had a bet, like not the best year is the thing. He hasn't had the best year, but at the same time, his rookie year, it's his rookie year. There's a lot of time. I mean, Jacob DeGrom didn't matter to the league until his like fourth season. So there's plenty of time for him. And I feel like we've rid, we've been riding all of the highs and lows of Logan Gilbert. Well, how about the most, uh, overlooked, underrated, underappreciated rookie of the year ever, Kyle Lewis. Uh, do like people realize that he won the 2020 AL Rookie of the Year? No, I feel like honestly those awards kind of just like came and went last year. He had a good year. I mean, he had such a good season. To be fair, no one talks about Devin Williams either. People were talking about him last year a lot more than this. Yes. Year. No one cares about him this year. Neither do. Yeah, they. no, because because they've seen his screwball change up enough to where it's like, eh, it's cool. Like the first hundred times you see it. <laughs> um, look. LJ, thoughts on uh, whoa, Sean Sean Doolittle's on the Mariners. Yeah. Waivers, huh? The Reds really cut him. That's. Interesting. Uh, the other guy I was going to bring up was... I can make room for Heath Hembree to be your closer. 
How about Mitch Haniger? He's a good player. I think. I think we're better off going uh, Logan Gilbert. I think he's going to be good. He shut down the Yankees one time earlier this year in Seattle. Uh, that was a really impressive game to watch. He doesn't walk a lot of guys. He strikes out a fair amount. Are you against going with the L man, Logan Gilbert? What about their all-star, Yusei Kikuchi? Just a thought. I'm throwing yeah, him in no, there. No, under, underappreciated, certainly. I'm throwing him in there real quick. You can have final say on this one. I don't feel very strongly towards many on this team. Um, but I'm going to throw Kikuchi and Flexen into the mix, as well as Julio Rodriguez. Julio Rodriguez, interesting, because he hasn't come up yet. Uh, I'm not sure I want to put all of our stock for a team into a guy that hasn't played an MLB game yet. Uh, I'm, you know, like, obviously, if he's not a GM or anything, but... Uh, as for Yusei Kikuchi, Certainly I had a good thought he was having a lot better of a season than he was. I mean, I feel like at one point he was having a really good year. Now he's only at a 1.7 war, which, look, war is not the end-all, be-all whatsoever. Oh, yeah, it was just a few nights ago, seven earned runs and two and two-thirds. I mean, he was at a under – four ERA prior to that. And now he's gone all the way back up over 4.3. Uh, it, it's tough to be consistent for a whole year though. Yeah, no, I'll, I don't know. I'm, I'll take whoever. I think that I would be fine with taking him just because he's going to be with the team for a while. So is, so is Logan Gilbert, but maybe Kikuchi uh, can turn it around at some point. He's 30. But we've seen pitchers have a little bit of a late surge. I think he's got a little bit un, un, unlucky, too, with his with his BABIP numbers. So. Well, the other thing is he recently came over. This Is this his second or third year in the U.S.? This is third year. This is year three. Yeah, for so many of these guys, he was, uh, less so the relievers, but the starters take a while to adjust. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we could definitely see even more improvement at 31. But to be not to be cynical, but frankly, I don't see anyone from the Seattle Mariners making it past the first cut line. So, you know, in October. So I'm fine with Kikuchi. Yeah, let's go with him. Why not? You say um, Do we want to do one more tonight? Just because I figured out the perfect one for the Arizona Diamondbacks. All right. Uh, I don't have much contributions for that one other than Cattell Marte. That was the only one I was going to bring up. But if you have someone else who you like, uh, fire away quickly. Social media manager Kyle Payne. Uh, 100% agree. The Diamondbacks Twitter is very well run. And I believe he was the one who. Yeah, he was the one who started. Sorry if you can hear the siren. Yeah, there's they're, they're, the, the IRS finally found Brandon. No, they're, they're, they're about to get me. That's why I, I'm trying to end the show so quick, because they're coming for me. Um, yeah, the, love, the greatest love story to only last four dates. It should have went to, to, 
Imagine if they could have started to go to Suns games again, like in the fall. That would have been. <sighs> I still can't believe they they went to lunch at the Arizona Cardinals practice facility. I mean, I mean that just that be, dude just got because hooked they wanted up. to participate, but they weren't in season. No, uh, yeah, no, I agree with that. No, Kyle I'm fine Payne with taking. Won. I'm fine with taking. What's his name? Kyle Payne. Kyle Payne. All right, uh, Mariners. You say Kikuchi and D-backs. Kyle Payne. All right, I think that that's good then. Uh, LJ, anything else before we wrap up? No, I'm all set. All right. Well, thank you all for listening to the MLB A Daily Podcast. Be sure to check us out, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, at MLB Daily Pod. And play the trivia contest on our Twitter. Time's running out. Last Second to last month of the season starts. We have about 33 days left in the season. But, uh, yeah, thank you all for listening. And see you tomorrow. See you manana. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Winner.